Cat on 100.9 FM yeah, with Paul Nassari and uh, on the other end of this oh, line call me on the other end of this line we have got Ignatius Missalides refereed 324 bouts judge 207 he's highly respected and known as one of the best refs in Melbourne good, good morning and uh, Ignatius and welcome to the show thanks for having me uh, Paul and good morning to your listeners Mate, I've got a few now that I've got to you on. People have been texting me from Melbourne saying, I want to hear what this referee's got to say, mate. <laughs> you, know, you know, we're not the most liked uh, person in the uh, industry, are we? No, no, you're not. I wouldn't like to be a referee, I tell you. But my dad was a highly qualified soccer referee and I heard him cop it on the sidelines back in the day, so I'm not even going there. But, mate, my first mandatory question I asked all guests, how did you get involved in boxing? Um, well... Well, the reason I got involved in boxing, actually, is not because I wanted to um, to fight or anything like that. It's because I um, I wanted to become a better uh, street fighter. Wow. So, okay. Yeah, I, I wanted to. Um, I wanted to be when I was thirteen. I wanted to be part of a, a gang called the Collingwood Boys. Yeah. Back in the seventies. Yeah. And um, this is interesting. And obviously, to be to be a part of that, you had to know how to fight and, and that's the reason why I went and joined the uh, Collingwood Boxing Gym. Yeah, right. Jeez, that's, so a... that, that's the reason why I got involved in boxing. Wow, but that's... It's not the reason why I stayed. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, so, well, the next question was, did you did you box or not? Well, you did. You boxed on the street. You just answered that question, really, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> no, back in those days, because um, I also went with some of the boys there as well, our, what we did back then, it was more club fights. Yeah. It wasn't anything to do with the amateurs or anything like that. It was more when the when the gym owners organised and the trainers organised, um, like hard sparring, so yeah. to say. But it was more like club fights. It was yeah. you had to win. It wasn't a spar. It was <laughs> like you had to win. You know, sort yeah, of. Yeah, so. geez, and you mate, you went. You were an ugly little fellow. I bet you could whack. <laughs> you, you you must have gone all right. Yeah, no, no, we did. I mean, from, I mean, from from my personal experience, I only lost once in the ring, and that was. A club fight. It was one in. Um, uh, it was uh, Aboriginal boy by the name of Terry. I think it was Terry Williams. I think he was yeah. under the um, uh, the the the, uh, the gym in Preston. I was just trying okay. to think of the name now. But anyway, it was a gym in Preston that I I lost to. Okay. But now. otherwise, yeah. Yeah, go on. I, I was going to say, and that's yeah, pretty much that's what we did. We yeah. didn't go there to fight in the amateurs. You just, yeah, geez, I like that. That's <laughs> a tough way of, of uh, learning the, the box. Um, how did you get into officiating? Because, geez, by golly gee, you've done a lot of bouts now. You've refereed a lot and you've judged quite a few. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, well, I, I just if I could, if I can, I just want to say how I fell in love with boxing. Yeah. And um, it was back in um, uh, 1978. Uh, uh, an Aboriginal elder by the name of Jock Austin. Um, asked my dad if he could take me to the um, to the fight of uh, Tony Mundine versus yeah. uh, Gary Summerhays, okay. and that was out at uh, Melbourne Town Hall. And he asked my dad, and my dad said, "Yeah, you know," because he knew I liked boxing. So he took me to to Melbourne Town Hall, and I watched Tony Mundine fight uh, Gary Summerhays. Yeah, wow. And and um, I'm not sure if you know, but Tony Mundine got knocked out in the eleventh round. No. It was a fifteen-round contest back in those days. Yeah, and he he got knocked out. He was winning the fight. The ref was going to stop it in favour of Tony, but um, he got knocked out in the eleventh round. Yeah, wow. And that's that's when I really, that's when I really 
appreciated boxing and yeah. fell in love with boxing. Yeah, wow. There you go. Yeah. Jeez, and but, um, um, go on. You you started when did you when did you actually start officiating? What what year was that? I started officiating when I was twenty five. Yeah. So what, thirty two, thirty three years ago? Yeah, wow, well, you've been and, doing a long time, mate, and you're good at it. Yeah, no, thanks, mate. But um yeah, I, I got involved because um I met Malcolm Bulner. Oh who yeah. Was a friend of who was a, yeah, he was a friend of my neighbour. And um ah. And then when he, when I found out who he was, then I realised shit that is Malcolm Bourne, you know the referee, because yeah. I've obviously watched fights. And then yeah. um, I asked him, how can I get involved? And he said, come with me. And um, he took me under his wing and trained me. And I had also um, uh, back then, obviously I had uh, Norm Foster, Gus Mercurio, yeah, Jim Bolan. I had all those sort God, of guys. God, there's some names there, mate. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, I had some of those guys who helped me out, and um, Gus Mercurio also. Um, Help me out with uh, judging as well. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. From then on, and yeah. kept refereeing, and I still do it today. Yeah, God, you've come a long way, mate. Um, any particular memory of about that you've you've judged or refereed that stands out from the others? Because you've done a yeah, few. Yeah, look, um, yeah, no, yeah, I have done a few. There was one. There was one that I really enjoyed doing, and um, it was an honour doing because it was a local guy. Well, when I say local from Queensland, uh, yeah. Bob Mirovic. Oh, Bob Big Bobby, he, he's been on yeah. the show, Bob. Oh, yeah, well, he, he fought uh, Rob Calloway yeah. in, uh, at, the, at the Jamie Mai promotion in uh, Royal Pines Resort. Yeah. That was back in 2005, I think. Yeah. And um, I did that, and that went to distance. And um, actually, Bob could have won that fight if he finished off Rob, I think it was the sixth or seventh round. Yeah. He had him, but he just couldn't finish it, and um, mm. he lost on points. And that was for the WBF uh, heavyweight title. Yeah, wow. The Parba and WBF. Yeah. So that that sort of, um, I really enjoyed doing that fight. Did you? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. Two big guys. And and that fight also they got voted or nominated for one of the heavyweight fights of the year that year. Yeah, well, well I know Bob's listening because he, he listens in there every week, Bobby. So there you go, Bob. Oh, okay. Hi, Bob. Uh, I'm sure he remembers the fight. And yeah. I can't remember if it was the sixth or seventh round where I thought he was going to finish off Rob, but, um, yeah, he, he didn't finish him off. But oh, anyway, mate, I'll, I'll, get a boxing, mate. I'll get a text off Bob soon and he'll tell us. I'll let you know. He'll clarify, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mate, um, yeah, he, sorry, you going? You go? Yeah, the other highlight would have been when I refereed in front of uh, 52,000 oh, people. Oh, wow. We're, yeah. yeah that was Jerwin. Jerwin Ankazar fought... Um, Kinoshita from Japan. Yeah, um, that was wow. on the undercard of um, uh, Horn Fight, Horn Pekio. Ah, okay. Wow, that would have yeah. been a buzz. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. It was. You know, a bit. I mean, when you get in the in the ring at the first time, uh, you know, with that many people, you sort of feel a little bit nervous. <laughs> Once the bell rings, you forget about it. Yeah, yeah. Not, I'm sure all fighters are like. I mean, well, even yourself, all fighters yeah. are like that. They get a little bit of butterfly. And then once the fight starts, it's forget it. It's tunnel vision, isn't it? Yeah, I'm yeah, hearing you. You've got to block that. Well, it comes natural, in it? If your mind's on the job, you'll block that crowd out. Oh, yeah, no, you do straight away. Yeah. I, I, look, I had a, I did an interview on um, this this uh, channel through the internet via America and England for some fights I did here in Melbourne. Yeah. And they said that, they asked me that question. They said, what's it like refereeing in front of 50 people or 50,000 people, yeah. it makes no difference once the bell rings. Mate, that's a good answer. There could be no, there could be no one in there, 
or it could be a thousand or fifty. It makes no difference as long as you you watch. You know, you're doing your job. But you don't really care how many people are there at the end. Yeah, that's right. I love that answer. Yeah. Um, do you feel pressure before you referee fights? Well, you've answered that. No, you don't. Nah, nah. Look, I get a lot of cornermen who come and tell me, you know, they always say, oh, look, you know, that opponent does this and he leads with his yeah. head. And, and, <laughs> and, and the simple answer is, if he does anything wrong, you know, and if he breaks any rules, I'll pull him up. That's but they right. can lead whichever way they want to lead. But, yeah. if, you know, if a, if a foul occurs, that's a different story. Yeah. Because... You know, trainers, I mean, you've been I've been down that path. They always say, he does this, he does that. I mean, you know, we're only there to, we're guided by the rules. We're not guided by what anyone tells you, you know. Yeah. So, so if they create a foul, then sure, you'll penalise them. Yeah, right. Geez, that's a that's a that's another good answer. Now I had the pleasure of meeting you for the Billy Dib fight, wasn't it? Um, you did. Yes. I, I, I promoted it, and um, geez, you yes. were all professional, you guys. That a few of you's come from Melbourne and overseas, and. Yeah, yeah was no, a, was that, was a, that was a good fight. That was a good fight. It was. You, you had that main event, of course. Yes, yes, I refereed that. That was, um, yeah, it was, I, I thought Billy Dib would have been more aggressive. Yeah. Because I, I know the way he used to fight, but he pretty much let Tevin Farmer do what he wanted to do and not, you know, like he, he wasn't the aggressor. He didn't yeah. make the fight. He didn't push him at all. So yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought he would have been a little bit more aggressive, but then again, it was towards the end of his term. I'm not sure if he retired after that, or did he fight again? He did. He's had a couple of fights, Billy. He, um, oh, he, did he? Yeah, he's had a couple more fights, Billy. I think he's had one or two, and he's not done yet, Billy. He's still got a he's still got a bit of petrol left in the tank. He's oh, got okay. A, did he win, did he win those? Yeah, two he, after that? he did, oh, mate. Okay. He's had. Oh God, I'd have to look. He's. I know he. I, I was at one there. He 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 won and he won well. But um, sorry, I meant yeah, to say, I, Billy's I got plenty of petrol. Here. Left in yeah, the I did tank. hear a rumour he fought overseas or in, in Dubai or something. Is that right? Yeah, he did like too. Maybe four. Oh God, I thought he. Yeah, he did. He did. I'd have he to. He won look. that. He obviously won that. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to look him up oh, well, again. Oh, good on him. Yeah, mate. Good on him. Listen, if he can still go, why not? Yeah, I, mean, I love Tyson that. Fury's, uh, Tyson Fury's. Uh, Tyson. Mike Tyson's making a comeback. <laughs> yeah, it's been put on hold, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> With Roy Jones Jr. What a and they call it an exhibition. How would that be an exhibition? Them boys can't pull their punches. Yeah, no, no, that won't be an exhibition. It'll be a very, very hard exhibition. Yeah, some of them exhibitions. I've seen some of them get pulled up in the amateurs. Um, some of some of the boys go a bit too hard, and they've been pulled oh, yeah. up. But listen, you know yourself. If you've got mates watching, and you're doing an exhibition. You know, <laughs> you do. You, yeah. <laughs> you got I don't know why they have exhibitions. I really don't. But what's your what's no. your um, point of point of view to a, an exhibition bout? Is it- oh look, ex- I've refereed many exhibition mm-hmm. bouts, and um, they always tend to lean towards a bit harder than they should be. And I'm always pulling them up. I don't think they should have exhibition bouts. Yeah. You know, if they if you got two mates from the same stable, mm-hmm. sure they want to move around a little bit. But when you've got two guys from different camps, that's not really an exhibition. No, nah, it may as well be a show up. Yeah. yeah, they want to show up that guy or that gym or, sure. you know, and, you know, I mean, look, you know, it's that animal that comes out of the human, you know? Yeah. You, you just want to, you want to win, don't you? Yeah. You, know, you always want to look better. It, it so, sure is. But I like that answer too, guys from the same gym. Yeah. Why, why yeah, not? If but... it's from the same gym, yeah, that's different. But mm. when they're from two different gyms, I've had, I've had to pull them up so many times. Yeah. Because, <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, 
it's not sparring, mate. So. No, it's but not. Anyway, look, pr- promoters usually use them when a fight drops out or something. I get that. Mm-hmm. You know, they fill mm. up the time or whatever, but yeah, because they're not yeah. really exhibitions if they're from two different stables. Yeah, exactly. Now, a lot of talk about fights being stopped too early. What's your yeah. opinion opinion on that? As we know, everyone's an expert outside that ring, aren't they, mate? Yeah, yeah, look, as you said, they are. Everyone thinks they are, and they all think they know and understand what's going on. But basically, a referee gets taught early on, one punch early rather than one punch too late. Yeah, that's a, I so, love refs say that. And, and what, I tell, what I tell the fighters in the change room is, um, I say, listen, if I see your hands drop, and then he's hit you once, twice, and your hands are down, I'm mm. stopping the fight. Mm. To me, that's the fight's over. Yeah. And they say, no, I won't drop me hands, I won't. But sure enough, when it happens, you know, they, they get hit with a nice ride or whatever, their hands drop, they'll cop one more, you jump in, you stop the fight. Yeah, well, they got to, you, you know... know what, their hands are down, they're not defending themselves. Yeah, they've got to protect themselves at all times, eh? And that's when you times, got, that's correct. what you guys are there for. You, you come in and, and stop the fight, yeah. yeah. So, so one, you know, when I say too early, what do they mean? Do they mean because he dropped his guard and he's going to cop mm. it? That's that's not too early, mm. you know. No, I so, like that. Yeah, but if the hands are up, if the hands are up and defending themselves, then you say, okay, well they're, they're trying. So you sort of look and you see, but you stay close. If you could see it in their face and their hands are lowering and they're copping it, well then you have to stop it. Mm. You have no choice. They put you in that position. One hundred and ten percent. Ignatius, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Mate, and and they live to fight another day. As they well, so. do, mate. I've heard Billy Mail say that. He was on the show a couple of months ago and he says they always the save the fighter, the dignity in front of friends and family. Correct. You just tell yeah. the trainer they live to fight another day. Oh, I love them words. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. During the Pac-Man fight, the referee said the horn after the knife, give me more because I'm going to stop the fight. What, what's your thoughts on that? Would you, would you do that? No, look, one thing... One thing referees do is this: is uh, first of all, we don't go to the corner to tell them that. Mm-hmm. But in a roundabout way, we do say that because let's say if you're fighting and you went down twice, and I'll say to you, if you go down one more time, I'm stopping this fight, right? Yeah. So that, in a roundabout way, is what that referee said to Horn in the corner. Yeah. He could have said it, you know, maybe during the fight. Hey, you know, if your hands aren't up, if you don't show me nothing, I'm stopping the fight. Mm-hmm. So that wouldn't have been bad at all. But yeah. people sort of played on it because he said it to him in the corner, which it wouldn't have made a difference anyway. You yeah. Know? I mean, okay. it's a lot like I said to you, if, if you're getting hurt, or, well, you know, if, if I'll say to you, I'll put a can on you, and I'll say, mm-hmm. look, keep your hands up, you know, yeah. and then it's not really training you or, or giving you advice, or it's just letting you know that, that I'm ready to stop this fight. Mm, okay. You know, so, yeah, but look, him going to the corner made it look worse than what it really is. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mate, any other stories? You, you told me on the phone you had a story or two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. going to let you go, mate. Yeah, no, yeah. I had, um, I did, I did one, this, I uh, can't remember the fighter's name, but this was in, um, in the western suburbs. Uh, of Melbourne, yeah, and um, I did a I did a fight there. Guy, a local boy, I think his name was Darren Ryan. Yeah, Darren Ryan, I think his name was, and he fought a guy from Ferntree Gully, and um, it was an interesting fight because um, Darren Ryan was a very. You know, I hope I got his name right. So if he's listening, I hope I got the name right. <laughs> he was. Um, he was. He really wanted to win this fight, and he was doing 
everything you can think of in the ring, you know, like uh, yeah. elbowing, headbutting, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so everything you could think of, <laughs> everything you could think of yeah. in the ring. So he's losing points, obviously. You know, if they're as you know, if they're a blatant foul, you could take a point off without warning. Mm-hmm. And some some fouls he did, I did give him warning, then points. So I was taking points off for different fouls, and um, and so in between the rounds, you know, I was standing in the neutral corner. And uh, while I'm standing there, someone, one of his mates comes up and punches me in the back of the leg. Oh, God. And, and, and I turned around and he's there screaming and yelling at me. And, and I swear, I, I wanted just to kick him because he was right, his head was right there. You know, yeah. I just wanted to kick him. And I looked at Gus Mercurio and uh, he's looking at me because he was my senior. And yeah. um, he's nodding his head saying, no, don't get involved. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so, so I finished the fight. And uh, he, he lost because he, he had all the points taken off him. And then when I get out of the ring, they come up to me, some of his mates, and they said, his mum wants to talk to you. And I thought, oh, shit, here we go. You know, like, she's going to abuse me. Oh, and then um, she come up and she shaked my hand and everything and said, you're the only ref that's ever disciplined my son. Wow. And, um, yeah, so so I was wrapped when she said yeah. that because I thought she was going to abuse me. <laughs> And then, and then I went up to Gus Mercurio and, yeah. and I said, his, his, his mum come in, you know, and said, you know, what I did was really good. And Gus said, um, I'm glad you didn't confront the guy in this. And then Gus told me what he did. He said the same thing happened to him. And he jumped oh, yeah. out of the ring and chased the guy up the aisle. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I said, you stop me from yeah, you know, handling this guy and you jump out of the ring and chase the guy up the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, he knows what's yeah, best. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, oh, I like <laughs> yeah, that. So, yeah, it was a good look. I don't know if you knew Gus well. Oh, I met him, mate. I met him uh, when I went down there to fight Tony Miller in 96. I met him briefly. Oh, yeah. yeah, come and wish me good luck. And that's how I met him. God love him. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah God bless him. He was a really, really good boxing man. Really, And, and he wrote, wrote a book too. Well, that's boxing. Yeah, mate. Well, I was yeah. quite honoured last year and I'm not pumping myself here, but I got the Gus Mercurio Award for services of boxing, mate. I, and yeah. I only met the guy briefly, but I was I was very honoured to get that award after after Gus and the year before me, Peter Peter Maniatis won it. So I was I was yeah. wrapped, mate, to, 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 yeah, to get no, an award like that. Too, mate. I was very, I was very happy for you. I said I said to uh, Brett McCormick, who runs the Oh, the yeah, Hall of Fame. Brett. I said to him, I said, you guys don't acknowledge any referees. I <laughs> 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 oh, mate, <laughs> just pushed it aside. I got me right hand here just pushing it to the side. Who, who, who are you, blokes? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I know everybody hates us, but, mate, you know, you know what about our services? I mean, yeah. we're the only blokes who get abused. That's a that's good. You know? I like that. No, that's a fair yeah, call. Yeah. So do you hear that, Brett yeah. McCormack? If you're listening now about some of the officials getting an award, mate. yeah, yeah. Well, mate, <laughs> no one costs more abuse than us, as you oh, know. Oh yeah, I've, I've hey, heard. You of know, there's always there's always a loser in a fight, and who do they blame? The ref. They they got to blame somebody. Yeah. yeah, but funny thing is, even if it goes to the decision, it's still the ref's it, fault. It's always the ref's <laughs> fault. All the promoters. Hey, can I? I'm going to add something there. All the promoters, they blame the promoter too. It's the ref first, then the promoter. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, yeah. okay. Well, I'll pass the baton on to you, mate. When, when I no, I'm going to I'm going to pass it back to you. And if there's a pull out in a fight, now I'm going to go one step further. When someone pulls out in a, in a fight, like a Blake's injured, he can't fight, and I've got to, I'm the bearer of bad news. I've got to tell the other camp. Most, oh, yes. a lot of trainers know you know know what's happening, but a, a lot of them blame me. It's your fault. 
they they dead set blame the promoter because of because the other guys pulled out. Yeah, I got a good yeah. example a couple of months ago. He rang this uh, father up that trains his that trains his kid. Not that the other kid had pulled out. He tore his bicep and his wife yelled out in the background, "Ah, bullshit!" I mean, what was <laughs> just it's, it is it is amazing how they can you know they I don't know it just yeah. just annoys but, you. But but the sports uh, really come a long way. I mean, I remember when I first started. It was um, like a mugs game, you could say. Yeah. You know? But now it's it's clean, it's good. You know, families come because back in the day it was only blokes in there smoking, yeah. Yeah. drinking. I couldn't and agree now, with you more. It, it yeah, hurts. Now it's, yeah. It hurts me oh. when I hear it's a mugs game, mate. Them, yeah. I, I fought at Mount Pritchard Community Club all them years ago and uh, me trainer said, don't be so nervous, all the mugs are on the outside of the ring. I thought that was good, but now I'm hearing you there, mate. It, it, it's, yeah. it's 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 if you meet any boxer, mate, they're well respected people and humble, mate. Punt, humble. Punting's a mugs game, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now, any any more stories, Ignatius? These are good. That last <laughs> one was a beauty. Yeah. Now look, um, I did I did do one fight in um, in um, where was it uh, in Zagreb, Croatia. Oh yeah. It was look. I'm not sure if you're aware, but. Many years ago, like, let's say maybe 15, 20 years ago, the um, the WBF was uh, ranked probably fifth or sixth in the world yeah, back then. Yeah. Because the WBF were, were the only uh, organization in Thailand. Yeah. And they were sort of a player oh. in um, in the Philippines and a few of those sort of countries. And um, obviously now they're not ranked up there because you've got WBO yeah. and the IBO. and But they were ranked pretty highly and uh i did my my first world title fights was with the wbf under jack right. rennie okay yeah wow yeah he, he he took me he took me to um thailand quite a few times and and the fights i refereed there were um like in in the car park of yeah. a like yeah. a shopping center yeah or an right. abandoned soccer stadium yeah and and the fights back then were um in, during the day yeah and it was free admission yeah, wow. So the way the way the promoter made his money was he would buy, for example, two hours of the TV time. So mm-hmm. all promo all, all sponsors mm. would pay to advertise on the TV. Yeah. So that's how the promoter made his money. It wasn't about ticket sales. That's interesting, isn't it? Here it's about ticket sales. That's and TV, yeah. but yeah, no, that's interesting, isn't yeah, it? But that that's how. Well, look, I'm not sure if it's still like that in Thailand, but but that's how it was then, mm. and then. So that would get like fifteen thousand people crammed into a stadium yeah, for free. I've, I've seen watching that. this fight. Yeah, and and that's how it was, and it was awesome because it was just like it was just packed. There wasn't really seats. It was just people cramping in, and yeah. it was a really, really you know eye opener and an experience. Like you had to be there to do it. I mean, it doesn't happen now because yeah. it's all changed. Mm-hmm. But that they were my first experiences was with Jack Rennie. Bless you, so yeah, he's passed on yeah, as well. So yeah, never, I never met would, Jack. But mate, when was the last right. time? When was the last time you did a show in Thailand? It's a great place, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do now. I, I travel now because I don't know if you know. I'm a member of the IBF and the WBA. Yeah, I knew that. Didn't yeah. know the IBA, but that's great. Yeah. Yeah, WBA and IBF. Yeah. Mm. So I, I work for those organisations. So, um, which is pretty good because in Australia, there's. Um, Eric Millen from Queensland yeah. he's a WBA member so mm-hmm. I sort of work in with him and um, there's a few of us who are with the IBF as well yeah, but right. in Australia in Australia you can appreciate that um, 
a lot of the top officials don't get a lot of work because we're too far. Yeah. The promoters don't want to pay that extra yeah. money and also you need to be there a few days earlier than someone who lives closer. Mm, it's hard, isn't it? See, yeah. Like if, yeah, like if mm. I come to Sydney, I can come there on the day of the weigh-in. Yeah. But if I came from overseas, you're going to get me there three, mm. two, three days before the weigh-in. Yeah, true. And that's an added cost. So promoters don't really want to pay, you know, the airfares, you know, mm. the expensive airfares, accommodation. So it is hard to get work, but I'm, I'm happy that I do get gigs. Obviously not now, but um, yeah, right. I'm happy that I'm, I'm on their uh, radar, so, which is good. Mm. Okay, there was a funny, funny moment in the ring a few years ago. I did a little bit of research. Um, the towel got thrown in, and did you trip over it or something, or slip on it? Uh, what yeah, happened there? there? Was, yeah, there was one where, yeah, I, I actually stopped the fight, yeah. and then as you take your step sort of to the side, the, the towel was there. Yeah, so... I've had I've had moments like that where I've even got punched. Uh, yes. I think it was last year it was an IBO title. As as I said break because you always say break first. You don't jump in and just and break. Yeah. I said break and as I said break, I copped it right right to the chin. Oh, and God. then and then the yeah and, and then the guys I can't remember his name. Now he goes, oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't. He thought I was going to take a point off him. I said, no, it's all good, man. All... I mean, look, you, you know, I mean, you know yourself. When you're hammering away, slugging it out, you know, you don't really focus on the guy who's the referee, what he's doing, do you? Yeah. You focus on the guy in front of you. Yeah, and if a referee comes in the, yeah, and and if you've got if you've got your opponent sort of you know hurt, you're going to keep going. But if it's something's happened where the referee needs to stop it, if he's holding one arm or whatever. Then you're going to keep punching, aren't you? Mm, for because sure. Because see, the fighter, the fighter is allowed to keep punching. Yeah. If his arm's being held. Yeah, right. Because you're not holding, right? So if you're getting hold, you can keep punching. Mm-hmm. But because he's holding, he can't punch. Yeah, right. You understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so because that's what was happening, I try to break it so the guy can let go. And as I said, Dad, I get whacked. <laughs> yeah, jeez, now. But, hey, that's what happens. Yeah, you didn't go groggy, did you? You didn't see stars? No, no, no. You got a good chin. It's a good hit. <laughs> Mate, the towel, when you when you slipped on the towel, did you did you go on your ass or did you stay on your feet? No, I sort of fell on me on me sort of my side and my hand sort of went down. Oh, that's a knockdown. That's a knockdown, mate. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you know this, Paul, but um up until about two years ago I um I was I refereed all the disciplines. Yeah. In, yeah, I did. Wow. Uh, I was a uh, main referee for Muay Thai. Yeah, wow. uh, Kickboxing, K1, and MMA. Yeah, right. I did. I did um, world titles in all those disciplines except MMA. I did just Australian titles for uh, AFC. Yeah. So wow. yeah, but up until two years ago, I was doing that. I was pretty much refereeing Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays every week for years. Yeah. But um, I gave it up to spend more time with the family and um, stuck to my passion, which was boxing. Yeah, good on you. Good on you, Will Ignatius, mate. It's been a good interview. I've enjoyed it, mate. We'll cut it there. Yeah, I but, hope your listeners enjoyed it too. Oops. Yeah, mate. I'll, I'll, got a, I'll do a copy for you, mate. But look, thanks a lot, Ignatius. You, they say you're mm-hmm. well-respected down there, if not all over Australia, and you're one of the yeah. best referees down there, mate, which is good. We thanks, need more Paul. guys like you. Thanks, mate. Thanks a lot, Ignatius, for coming on Boxing Chat. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. You champion. See you, mate. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
and that was Ignatius Missalides. What, a, what an absolute champion, doing a great job for, for boxing in Australia.